Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their top five actionable life lessons with you all in hopes to inspire you to take more action in your life and find your true purpose. Today I have such an incredible guest. I am so excited to bring her energy and her wisdom to you all. Her name is Ali Levine and she is an LA-based celebrity wardrobe stylist who's head over heels in love with fashion. She's constantly scouring the hottest trends all over Los Angeles and New York, currently dubbed the new IT girl in the celebrity styling world. Her work has reached all over the industry big names like Fragments, Coach and Talbots. Throughout all of her fashion ventures, she's discovered one thing, confidence is your best accessory. In this episode, she shared her top five life lessons that has helped her grow into the servant leader that she is today. And here they are. Number one, she shared creating boundaries, using your time more wisely and prioritize it during your day. Number two, self-care time. Do things that calm your mind down so you can realign. Number three, be intentional. Focus on what truly matters deep down, your why. Number four, don't try to do it all. Create harmony in your day. And number five, stop comparing yourself with others. This is your own unique story. In the end, she shared an amazing quote where she says, only one you and confidence is your best accessory. Make sure you guys all go and reach out to Ali Levine. And without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey Ali, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. I'm honestly super excited to have you on the show. I know to give everybody a little context of how we met, I found you on Clubhouse when I first started uh, on the app about, it's been like two and a half or three weeks now for me. And then I found you in some room talking about like just business, entrepreneurship, mindset. You were just dropping the wisdom. I was like, holy cow, like I definitely want to, your energy just resonate with me. And I was like, I need to connect with her and, and kind of jump up to the speaker stage. And then uh, I kind of jumped up and then I start having a conversation with everyone else. And then we just we just start having a conversation, really. That's what the platform's all about, adding value, helping each other, supporting. And then uh, and I basically just went out there and just boldly asked, hey, Ali, like, I would love to have you on the podcast. If you're ever open to it, let me know. And here you are today. So thank you so much for taking the time out to come and share your life lessons with my audience. And I'm honestly just going to zip up and I just want to really just listen and learn from your wisdom. And and what, what would you say, like, through your journey of design and business and all the stuff that the amazing things that you've been up to in the last few years, what would you say are your top five life lessons? Oh, OK. Well, first off, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here and congrats on this podcast. I love what you're doing and the gems you're dropping and, you know, the energy and the positive vibes that you're putting out there. And, you know, this is such a great podcast for people that need that inspiration or, you know, maybe just kind of getting into entrepreneurship and they're looking for different guidance. You know, I, I love what you're doing with the show. So thank you for having me. You're and yeah, I'm of house and yeah I love the app too I've actually had to draw boundaries that would be definitely something I would drop into a one of the life lessons uh, <laughs> I have to draw boundaries with the app because it's such a great app and I've been using it so much that I catch myself on it for like hours at a time and then I'm yeah. not getting else done and so I've had to like really like pull back after the first week and be like okay I'm only going to be on it at these hours and I'll listen at these hours but I'm not going to speak all day and so you know I would say actually that would be a really good kind of segue to the first lesson in business is boundaries you know it's something that 
you know, we all need to be able to draw and it in personal life and business and relationships and everything. But for whatever reason, in my opinion, we're not really taught about that, you know, from the get go, you know, like we're, because we are, especially entrepreneurs like myself, yourself, we're hustlers, you know, we're grinding, we're trying to do everything and we're trying to make everybody happy. We don't realize that maybe for clients and everything, at least for myself, I was constantly people pleasing, especially with celebrities and everything. You know, I think that that was like a very important lesson for me was boundaries, was learning, you know, how to say to my clients, it's two in the morning and I'll get back to you at a normal hour, mm-hmm. you know, and that wasn't easy, you know, especially with celebrities and, you know, with people of higher, you know, profile and expect you to be around all the time. You know, in the beginning, I was very accessible 24 seven to them, didn't matter what I was doing. I would answer them. I would go over to their home at one in the morning to drop off a gown. You know, if they had a fashion emergency, like it didn't matter. I would stay there till all hours of the night if I needed help with something. And I was very like, I, you know, I was kind of, to be honest, like a slippery slope because in the beginning it was like, I was doing it because I wanted to build my credibility and I wanted to be there to show them like I was there. But then it was like, you know, you give an inch and someone takes a mile. And so they did. And it was like, okay, now they want me to be there all night. Now they, you know, want me to be there on the weekends. Now they expect me to show up to this event, even if I'm not supposed to be there. Like they want me there because they just want me there. And it was this like kind of, you know, pull and, and twist kind of slippery slope of like, okay, so I want to be there because I want to be there for my job and for my client. But then I also want to have a life, but now my life's kind of becoming this because this is all I'm doing. And so when I was younger, you know, I think it was a little, it was a little bit okay for me because I was just hustling really hard. You know, I was working really hard to build my name, build my credibility. So I would go wherever, do wherever, it didn't matter. But then when I got pregnant with my first daughter, that's when I really started learning about boundaries because, you know, I'm pregnant, I'm exhausted. You know, I was very sick in the beginning of my pregnancy and at the end. So it was like, you know, not only was I pushing myself, but like physically my body was being pushed. And, you know, at first I didn't feel like right about saying like, oh, I can't be on set right now because I don't feel good. You know, so I would go anyways and I would get sick on set and I'd step off to like handle my business, you know, but it was like, it just wasn't, it wasn't what you should be doing. You know, I had to learn kind of the hard way that I had to draw boundaries and that I had to say like, hey, I have an assistant for this reason. You know, they're going to come instead of me and I'm going to make sure you're set up for success, but I'm not going to be there. Or, you know, here's what you need and here's what I'm going to oversee, but I'm not going to be there in person because I have to, you know, worry about my health. And so that was, you know, a lot of my big, you know, lesson in that boundaries and still to this day of like, you know, really drawing them, especially being a busy mom of two and being an entrepreneur and wearing many hats. I've had to, you know, take moments and say, okay, you know what? These are my hours for the girls, which is most of my hours, you know? And then these are the times I can talk for a little bits here and there on a quick phone call or if I need to do something, you know, for a quick chat, you know, or if a client needs this or whatever it may be, you know, and, and fine tuning those moments and finding those productive moments and then really carving out time for myself at night and knowing like, okay, this time I'm a night owl. So some people like to get up early in the morning, some people like night, I thrive at night. Oh, you know, so it's like, it's, I think it's funny because I think some people are like all about the day and super all about the night. I'm an, I'm a total night owl. I always have been. So, you know, it like back in the day when I would go out with them, be everywhere, I would have fun. I would, I wouldn't mind. I was out till all night because that was my thing. But now at home, you know, especially now everything is going on in the world, you know, I'm home at night and I work through the night and that's when I get things done. That's when I can really say, okay, this is like my boundary. This is my things that I'm doing, whether we work, you know, personal, whatever it is, this is my time to make things happen, you know, for me, that's on my to-do list. And so I think that that's just an important lesson for anybody 
even if you are, you know, grinding and first starting out, think about those boundaries because it's much harder to create them later down the road mm. than it is to start them in the beginning. Because if you start them in the beginning, like anything else, even with like, you know, a friendship, you know, you can say like, oh, you know, I, you know, I don't really want to do that or, oh, that's not really my thing or whatever it might be. And nobody's going to think twice. But when you start to, you know, give and give and give, and then all of a sudden you start to take back and you just start to take back and take back, you know, and slowly people are looking at you and like, wait, why, you know, and I had clients like say to me, like, you know, well, well, why can't you be available or why can't you do this? And you did this before. And it's like, oh, well, you're right. I did, but I, I can't, things have changed, you know? And so drawing those boundaries can be very difficult and, you know, very, um, I would say it also can feel very personal, but it's not, you know, boundaries exist for a reason. And so I would just say boundaries in business, especially is really important, no matter what stage of the game you are. And now that I've drawn them as hard as they've been, my life has gotten much easier and much you know, better and more in flow all around. So that would be my first thing uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> thank you. So powerful. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's like I, to be honest, like I didn't realize that that was so important. You know, for yeah. me, everything else was so important. And it was like, oh, you know, focus on getting the clients, focus on, you know, being available, you know, make sure that you know exactly what you're speaking to and all those things. And I had all those tools and I had built all of that around me. But I didn't realize that like I was drowning in a sense because I wasn't getting any time to recharge, you know, yeah. recharging, especially right now. Self-care was non-existent for you, right? No, self-care was not existent. Self-love was not existent. None of it, you know, it's like, I think self-care sometimes too is such a buzzword. And I've, I realized during the pandemic, you know, and everything in the shutdown, like I realized during that time, that like self-care really goes one step further if you're really honoring yourself and like it's self-love, you know, it's like loving on yourself, whatever that may be, allowing yourself to just do something that you enjoy, you know, like for me, I love meditation. I love breath work. I, you know, really enjoy doing things to go inward, you know, in the last few years. And so that's part of my own work and journey. And so I allow myself that space. I don't get to do it every single day necessarily, but I make the space. I create that space. But how do I create that space? By drawing boundaries, you know, because if I don't, then you just keep going and all of a sudden the 24 hours are gone. We all get 24 hours in the day and that's it. And we don't realize like how powerful it is if you can start to create those boundaries to break up those spaces, to be able to give back so you can recharge, you can refuel, you know? And I think that a lot of times we all think like, go, go, go. And then it's funny, like I was telling my girlfriend the other day, I really believe the pandemic, you know, as much as it's been crazy, has served a lot of blessings in the sense that we've all had to kind of come off this hamster wheel and this like automatic pilot of like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is life. But it's like, once you are kind of come to a screeching halt, on those breaks and you feel it like well, I think we all felt it back in the early 2020 everybody was like oh my gosh well what do I do and, and now what and now what happens and it was like all of us like a shock to all of our systems I know it was for mine and I had to like really like sit with myself and say okay you know here's another example of like create this boundary has kind of been created for all of us of like you're not going to go, go, go you're not going to just power back into what you were doing you're going to like take a step back and like really think about like, am I being intentional in what I'm doing? You know, am I living in my purpose and all these things. And that's what I kind of feel like a lot of that served, you know, and I think a lot of people reinvented themselves, mm-hmm. rebranded, changed what they were doing. You know, maybe they changed their job completely, you know, they transformed. And I don't think that that's a coincidence that so many people went through that. You know, I think really 2020 was a huge and still continuing 2021, you know, uh, just a huge start of all of that. And that mm-hmm. does start with a boundary, whether you created 
for yourself or it's created for you, you know, because sometimes we don't create them. Sometimes it comes from, you know, external source. So I just think that that's something really, you know, important to, to think about. And then what you were just saying about, you know, self-care and all of that, that's another thing, you know, like we don't talk about, everyone talks about, you know, being a hustler and grinding and make sure you do this and you do that. And you, you know, you're always ahead and it's like, yes, that's great. Completely agree and completely have been that woman and have, you know, stayed up all night and gotten, you know, things done and made things happen and, you know, sacrificed, you know, you know, everything to make something happen. But at the same time, that same sacrifice, that same drive, that same push, you should also then give back to yourself, you know, maybe not that week when things are crazy. You know, I think it's like, I've, I've learned, especially as a mom of two, like, you know, there's, there really is so much, um, good and productiveness that comes from rest and comes from recharging and comes from self-care and self-love, even though society doesn't teach us that teaches us to constantly climb the ladder and have this rat race. And it's like, yes, okay, that's fine. And you can work and work and work and hustle, hustle, hustle. But then the day you have to also then say, okay, this period was about that. Now this time is going to be about rest because if I don't, then I can't put back into everything I've been building and everything I've been doing. And I'm going to exhaust myself. And that happened to me several times. I would have massive burnout in the entrepreneur world. I still do sometimes. And as soon as I feel it now, cause I'm old enough and like, you know, have gone through so much to know like, Oh, you know what? I don't feel good right now. Or I feel really depleted or I can't even think I can't even blog. I can't even create content. Well, why is that? Cause I'm blocked because, you know, my energy is blocked because I'm exhausted because I've drained myself. Now I have to get back to my self-care, my self-love routine. What does that look like for me? And for everybody that's different, you know, for some people that's working out, for some people that's going for a walk, you know, talking to a friend, whatever it is, but know like your toolbox, you know, everyone needs to have that toolbox of like that self-care, that self-love to tap into and say, okay, here's how I'm going to recharge. Here's how I'm going to get myself going again so that I can come back stronger into everything that I'm doing instead of continuing to force myself to push through and essentially burn out. Because especially in entrepreneurship, the burnout is real. I've been there so many times and I felt completely depleted and wanted to stop everything I'm doing. And it's not a good feeling and it's not a healthy feeling. So the more that you can check back into that for yourself and create that toolbox, the easier, again, like anything else, when we all do different practices in life, the easier you're going to relate back to that. And it's not even going to feel like you've had to stop yourself. You're just going to automatically do it. I've noticed lately for myself, like I'm not as, you know, like I don't notice as much like, oh, the burnout. I just feel like, like yesterday, perfect example. I was working, working, working these last few nights, like really long, like two, three, four in the mornings. I've had a lot of stuff, things I'm behind on to get done. And it's been really busy with my girls. And so I just stayed up and got things done. And last night I came in my office and I came in to work on some projects and I just felt immediate like fatigue and I just felt exhaustion. And I was like, well, I could probably get this one blog done. I could finish this. And then I sat there and I just felt my energy and I was like, nope, I'm going to go to bed. And I laid down and I knocked out like within like five minutes, you know, and, and I woke up and my body just felt so rested. And I was like, okay, that was what I needed. And today I'll get it done, you know? And I think a lot of times, like as entrepreneurs, especially we look at everything as like emergencies. I know I did. I was so guilty of like everything, everything must be done right away. Rush, 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 rush. Yeah. Rush, 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 rush. They text me. I have to answer on that dime. You know, they email me. I got to get right back to this, that. And it's like, that's not. So again, society like, has created yeah, <laughs> yeah. Society has created created though that though that illusion 
but that's not really the case. You know, it's like, unless you're, you know, a doctor or someone who's, you know, you know, curing, you know, cancer or, you know, doing something with heart surgery, like it's not an emergency, you know I mean? It's, it's, you know, most of us, especially as entrepreneurs, it's like, it is definitely important. It's definitely of course of our passion and everything that we're doing, but if we can't slow down, like you're just saying and breathe, it becomes, it ends up being detrimental. At least for me, it suffocated me in so many ways. And I've had to really take a step back and say like, whoa, why am I feeling the suffocating feeling? Like, how do I, how do I get back? How do I get grounded to find that for me? You know, and I would just say like, as a, you know, that lesson of self-care, self-love is like, find that grounding for yourself, figure out the things that make you happy, that make you feel good, that fill you back up, that has nothing to do with work. You know, my husband has said to me before, and I used to get frustrated because I'd be like, well, that's what I like to do. But now I understand what he was saying. You know, he used to say to me, well, you know, all you do is work and you don't take a break. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do. I, you know, I lay down and then I, you know, I just scroll on my, you know, on fashion blog. And he's like, but you're still working. Like, I know you enjoy it, but you're still working. Like you're not deconnecting, you know, disconnecting. You're not deep plugging. Like you're not doing any of that. You're just staying in it. And I used to get annoyed. I'm like, well, whatever. Like, I love fashion and that's me and I want to do this. And But now it's like, I get it. It's like, oh, it clicked. You're right. I need to do something completely separate. My mind is completely off of it, even just for 15 minutes so that my brain, everything can shut down. Yeah. Rest. yeah, and slow down, you know? And it's like, I think it's just like rest is productive. I think we really need to like really like get that in our brains, myself included, is like it really is productive. And, you know, rest actually can equal more creativity and, you know, bigger, bigger breakthroughs, you know? And when we release that energy of feeling constantly stuck, energy then will move, but it can't move if we're just staying in the same position. So it's like, you know, coming back to that self-care and self-love allows you to do that and allows you to process that and allows that rest to come in, you know? So that was, that's another really big lesson I've had to learn for years with my entrepreneurship and constantly still coming back to this practice and being really intentional. Like, you know, for me, I journal almost every morning, you know, I have my journal right here, you know, and I, whether it be, you know, five, or four or five things I'm grat, you know, in gratitude that I'm grateful for. And then, you know, a little bit of my own thoughts and what I'm thinking and what I want to call in for the day. And just taking those few minutes to like create that space for yourself makes such a difference so popular, in the way yeah. It's so powerful. I had no idea. Like I used to laugh at friends of mine. Like one of my best friends is like a total hippie. I love her to death, but she's a total <laughs> hippie. I'm like, just totally like, you know, from the get-go always was that way. And would just be like, you need to just like get in the ground and put your feet. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, you're like, I used to literally be like, okay, I love you. It doesn't work for me. Like, and now like she laughs at me because she's like, oh, look at what you're doing. You know? And it's like, it's true. You know, it's like, whether it be, you know, getting grounded, literally getting your feet in the ground or, you know, taking a walk, getting in nature, you know, meditating, writing something down, prayer, breath work, you know, like whatever it is that resonates you know, for you working out, like everybody has their different releases, but like we all have to get back to that release because that release, that movement of energy, it's all that self-care. It's all that self-love. It promotes that rest. It promotes that next thing. And then when you have that rest, when you give back to yourself, all of a sudden things get more in flow. I know for me, like I already woke up to things that were happening this morning that were like wonderful on my phone. And I was like, oh good. Because for a minute there last night, I was like, oh no, I didn't get this done. I didn't get that done. And then of course the universe was like, nope, you did what you were supposed to do. You rest it and here's your reward. I really believe it really does work that way. You know, yeah. I know it's not that simple, but I think when you get intentional and you create those practices, it's really important, which would lead me to my third uh, tip and, you know, lesson I've learned is be intentional 
really be intentional in what you do and what you put out there and what you create. You know, again, we're all so busy in the, I must make money. I must get to the top. I must climb. I must do this. I must do that. But even for myself, when I've had conversations with, you know, super successful entrepreneurs and public figures and everything, you know, the ones that really fly, they're a purpose, you know, they, they, you know, they, they're in their purpose. They're really living out, you know, what I believe, you know, universe, God, whatever resonates with you, you know, set out for you to be here to do. And it doesn't mean you can't be, you know, still, you know, still be successful and still making good money, but, but you're, you know, you're aligned and you're in purpose. And how do you get intentional? You know, you sit there and you ask yourself, are the things I'm doing leading back to my why are the things I'm doing leading back to what I wanted to do in the first place. And I know for me, and there's so many times where, you know, as styling and blogging and social media where, you know, it's like, oh, well, that would be great money or, oh, you know, that'd be a great this. But is it really an opportunity? You have to ask yourself that. We're all, especially as we all go up in the world, we're all going to be presented all these different things that seem like opportunities, but not every single thing is an actual opportunity for you to actually take to align with. And I've had to continuously learn too, because I fill myself up and say, yes, yes, yes to everything. And then all of a sudden, again, I have no time, don't have boundaries. And then I can't, I can't show up for everyone. I can't even show up for myself. I'm bur- I'm drained again. I'm burned out. And I didn't maybe even get out the message I was trying to get out, or I didn't get something done that I wanted to actually get done. Come back to yourself before you say yes to everything and get intentional and say, does this align with me? Does this align with my business? Is this what I want to be a purpose in? You know, is this what I, the message I want? Is this building what I want? If it does, then great, then do it. But if it doesn't, maybe sit there and ask yourself, do I really want to do this? Or can I push it maybe and see if it's something I want to do later? Or just say no and know that it's okay again to create that boundary that you're not saying yes to everything. You know, there's always going to be things in front of you, even if it doesn't feel that way. Like I know for me in the beginning, I was afraid to say no to one celebrity. To a style. lot of people was, still do. I was, I was to petrified say no. to say no. Yes, I was petrified to say no. Like I was like, if I say no, then someone else is going to not call me. And that's not true. You know, I really believe what's meant for you will come, you know, no matter what industry you're in. And you're right. People are afraid. And I've been afraid too. And you just say yes and yes and yes and yes. But the more that you can create those boundaries, the more that you can get intentional about what am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? the more than also the universe is going to give you more of the yes that you want and not the no's because you don't realize, but like, we're all myself included. Like we're all speaking out of the things we want and our desires and everything, even if it's something we don't want, but because we're thinking about it, you know, you, I really do believe, you know, what you, you know, what you believe, what you think you create, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, and essentially it manifests in some way, shape or form. So, you know, you really get intentional about like, what is it I want to do with my business? You know, what are the projects, you know, when you reached out to me and said, I'd love to have you on my podcast, you know, and I have a busy schedule, obviously. And I went through, you know, my calendar and I saw what, you know, I looked at your podcast and listened to your podcast and, you know, what you do and how it aligned. I was like, I would love to be a part of this message. So I will figure out and make room, you know, my schedule to do this, you know? And so I think that being intentional in everything you do is a huge part of your success in business because then also others see that you're intentional in what you're creating and it comes across that way. And it's no longer just, oh, they're everywhere mm-hmm. just because they can be everywhere. And I was that woman, like there is no danger. <laughs> Shame. There is no judgment, you know. Like I, I was the one who said yes to everything. I styled every single celebrity, even if I didn't, you know, feel like I wanted to do the fashion project. Even if I felt like maybe their style wasn't for me, it didn't matter. I just said yes because it was just yes. Yeah. And now yeah. I've learned 
to come back to being intentional. Where did I start? Why did I, you know, why did I get in selling in the first place? Oh, because I say confidence is your best accessory because I want to make people feel good. Okay. Well, if that person doesn't align with how I feel about feeling good, then why am I styling them? doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. It just means that we just don't align. So I think coming back to that intention, you know, is really, really important in your business. I mean, in life, of course, but especially in business to really think about what's an actual opportunity and what's not. I love that, Ali. And you know what? I just want to add quickly, um, the, you know, the, with the intention. But okay, firstly, I want to add the fact that, like, I, I, I love you guys. I love you mothers. Like, you mothers, I have so much respect for. Like, I, I honestly, I, I speak to so many of them. A lot of my clients are also mothers. And I'm just like... I love that. I, I love that you guys are just, like, you just you, you have that business, like, hustle mindset. But it's like, you want to do the business. You want to do this. You want to do everything. And you still have these toddlers running around. Like, oh, stop this and stop that. One. I need to feed this one, feed that one, put that one to sleep. And, like, honestly, since I was a little boy, like, I, so I have three older sisters and one younger brother. So I'm, I kind of had, like, a big family and my siblings and stuff. And I grew up with all of them. And I just saw, like, how my mom kind of, you know just how how she kind of rounded us together and kind of put that discipline in us and the mindset and now I see that like you know as I get older and and I surround myself with with people who are so much wiser than me and have so much more experience and I kind of look at their life thinking wow like this lady is so inspiring like she does this that and she has (laughs) kids running around I don't know how she does it but honestly, I love the fact that you guys can just multitask and do everything at the same time. And you, and at the same time, you still have that passion and that the, the intention you're talking about. You, you have that deep connection with your why, with, with your purpose, with what it is that you want to do in your life. And so that's the first thing. I love that you, you women are just like, especially mothers, like you guys are just thank so well, empowering. Think, and yeah. Moms are amazing. I and mean, thank you for saying that. You know, uh, I mean, I, I say this all the time. All mom, all moms are, super, you know, are super women, truly. Yeah, like I definitely. had no idea until I became a mother. And, you know, I think that children bring that, you know, that, that beautiful gift, you know, out of all, out of, you know, mothers. I think that they show you truly what's important, you know, and, you know, what, you know, what your true priority is, is, you know, your children and then everything else is after. And, you know, for yeah. me at first, that was a real shakeup because for me, I wasn't, I, you know, I don't think I was willing to accept it. I don't think I really realized that's what I was stepping into. And so I fought it and fought it and fought it. And the universe, you know, put me on my ass for it. You know what I mean? I went through my heavy postpartum depression for those that, you know, know my story. And if not, you guys can, you know, go read about it. But, you know, I, I went through a lot because I fought it and because I didn't want to step into it. But then when I finally came to a better place and I was healthy and I was able to light in the tunnel and I had, you know, stepped into motherhood in a whole new way, all of a sudden, again, things opened up for me and I started aligning with, you know, my purpose and some new purposes, you know, and started really trusting in that, you know, I was being guided and that even though this was difficult and hard, I would figure it out. And I, you know, and I haven't figured it all out, but it's gotten easier, you know, and it's gotten better and it has its moments, of course, like anything else, but it's taught me, it truly has. I've said to my husband, like, I feel I'm more productive now. I feel I'm more successful now in my business than I ever was, which is hilarious to me because I'm busier than ever before. I've got two girls all over the place, you know, like I have short amounts of time to make things happen, but like you were saying, and I think to another, you know, um, gem and tip when you were speaking, it came to me, you know, everyone looks at, especially moms, they look at people and say, oh, they do it all. So my, my like challenge or my thing back to that would be, I do it all, but not all at once. You know, I think it's really important for people to realize that it may, especially with social media and everything else look like I'm doing it all, 
but it's not all happening at once. And there are so many things that slip through the cracks constantly all day long. I get an email. Oh, hey, did you send me this date? Oh, no, I forgot. Oh, did you get, get this link to me yet? Oh, no, I got to do that tonight. Like, you know, it's like all these little you know pieces that, you know, maybe aren't getting done right at once, but they get done but not all at once. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and the same with even like personal, like laundry piles up for days and then I get to it. You know, it's like, it's just, you know, coming back to knowing that like, again, you know, it's, it's, it's a real juggle, whether you're a mom or not, it's a real juggle, you know, especially as an entrepreneur and you have to know it's okay to like, you can do it all, but not all at once. In my opinion, like I'm all about multitasking, but not to the point of exhaustion and detriment to yourself to be like, Oh, I got it all done. But okay. Now, and now I'm depleted. And now like, I literally can't function for two days because I did so much and I wanted to make it all happen in one space. It's just not reality. It's something I did to myself for many years. It's not healthy, you know? And so it's like, the more you can say to yourself, this should be like a harmony, not necessarily, I hate the word balance personally, I'm not a fan. <laughs> so it should be a harmony, you know, this should be a really ebb and flow, you know, like this works, that's not working right now. And just, you know, and just go with it as much as humanly possible. I understand obviously there's deadlines, I get on them too, those kinds of things you got to work around, but at the same time, then you have to let go of something else instead of trying to do it all. So just when you hear someone else and you feel like you're looking at someone else, especially on social media, because I know how it goes, I do it mm-hmm. too. Comparison, yeah. Yes. And that was my next, that was my next <laughs> tip. No comparison. In my opinion, comparison is literally like the, like, it's just, it's the most rocking feeling, no matter where you are in your career. It, it, you know, you could be at the top, top, top. I've had this conversation with people who are extremely successful and, you know, fellow entrepreneurs and everything. And it is so detrimental to your success. It is so rocking to your being. And it kind of like makes you tap into your ego so much more than you're supposed to. And you get into this place of like, fight or flight, you get into this place again of not being intentional and you walk away from your why, you walk away from all the things you're supposed to actually be doing and be in alignment with. And you just get into this rat race of like, I have to do better. I have to, I should go on that interview because that person was on that interview. I should do this just because that person's doing this. And it's like, no, maybe that opportunity wasn't meant for you. Mm -hmm. Like you have to stay intentional what you're doing. And then, you know, realize that like you really are if you believe being guided into what you're supposed to be doing and what you're being receiving and everything. And so it's like, just don't get caught up in the comparison. I've done that so many times too. I still do. If I feel that Mm -hmm. I immediately disconnect myself. The minute I catch myself comparing, you have to think to yourself, Oh, I'm literally allowing the death to my own joy right now. Mm -hmm. I'm literally allowing this feeling of comparison to take away any kind of happiness, positivity, joy, whatever it may be that I have about something. I'm allowing it to take that away and be detrimental. Don't allow it. Again, back to boundaries. Don't allow it. Create those boundaries. I have had so many times on social media where I have had to snooze, mute, unfollow, and say, you know what? It's not making me feel good, or I'm comparing myself too much. It's not about them. It's about me. But if I'm not, I'm not. If I'm not actually, you know, being um, intentional about what I'm looking at or consuming, then I have to mute it or I have to snooze it. You know, and you have to say to yourself, like, I'm not going to compare. I'm not going to say, like, I remember when I was first really suffering with postpartum depression, a lot of people didn't know this, but I signed off social media for almost two and a half months because I was comparing myself to every mom that stood up in heels in their pre-jeans a week later and looked amazing and good for them. Like, I think that's incredible, but it wasn't my reality. 
-hmm. You know, I had a C-section, I had a traumatic birth, you know, I was barely breastfeeding, I was in pain, you know, the list went on. I couldn't drive for nine weeks. I mean, it was like all these things I didn't expect to have happened to me. So I couldn't be, you know, that woman because that's just not my, that wasn't my reality. And instead of just thinking that to myself, I, I shamed myself and I judged myself and I compared myself to someone else who didn't even know. We don't even know these people's stories. You now, like mm. the social media, we all get swept up, you know, in, oh, look at this person and look what the they're fancy doing. Bios and the fancy bios and the fancy. Yes. Yeah. And the highlight reel of everything. Yeah. We don't realize it really is such a highlight reel. And as much as like, look, it's part of my work and I'm grateful for it. I've had to really say to myself, like, I'm not going to compare. Even when I create content, I'm not going to compare what I'm creating to what that person's creating because what they created was beautiful and that's what resonated for them. This is what resonated for me, you know? And it's like, you really have to continue to tell yourself, especially in this world where we are all kind of put in these places to be compared, which I believe and hope is changing. But, you know, for a long time, society has created that, this comparison, this rat race, kind of on purpose, in my opinion. And so you have to really get back to you and say, does that align with me? You know, am I being intentional about what I'm doing? Or am I just getting swept up because I'm comparing everything for no reason? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Back to number one, boundaries. boundaries. Draw your boundaries for yourself. How can I create a safer space for myself? You know, it's boundaries on social media. It's boundaries, you know, with clients. It's boundaries within your own relationships. It's all of it, you know? And that's how, to me, it ties back to all the things that we've spoken about. And I love everything that you spoke about. <laughs> it all kind of just literally so beautifully just packaged together from boundaries to the end, you know. Of I, 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 I didn't like plan that at all. It no, just kind exactly. of flowed as you were talking. <laughs> it was just so beautifully put together because when you're, I believe when we're just authentically being ourselves, things just, just come around. Like Ali, like I, in my TED talk, I didn't rehearse. I didn't practice. And people was like, you did a TED talk and you didn't even like rehearse or practice or know what you're going to say. Ali, I had no clue what's going to come out of my mouth. I, I did not nothing. All I did was put together the presentation, like a, a eight, eight or nine slide presentation. Three of them just had pictures on them. And the other one, just other two had like words. And you were aligned. I, I just spoke from the heart. Because I, I know yeah. a speaker that one of the best or some of the best speakers in the world right now, they're good at two things. Number one, they're good at storytelling. And number one, they're good at making people feel a certain emotion in the crowd. Absolutely. And because I knew these two and I practiced that so much for a year in London doing a lot of speaking gigs, I knew that like I didn't have to prove myself to go and do a TED talk to just put on my profile, TEDx speaker. Now I'm suddenly a fancy speaker. No, I already knew from my kind of part, uh, my, I knew from my journey that the self-care and self-love that, I, that I've given myself I knew that I'm a good speaker because people would come and tell me that you're amazing, your energy, your this and that. And I had good feedback all the time. So I kind of knew like I'm on the right journey. Like I'm doing, I'm doing well. Like Sadiq, well done. Like keep going. And so yeah. when I did the TED talk, I was just proving to people that look, and I remember the other speakers on the day, they were like upstairs in the little speaker corner room and they were like rehearsing their script. And I'm just thinking, why? Like, and guess what happened? One of the speakers on the day just zoned out. Luckily, on YouTube, nobody would see her, but all the live audience, she was talking, talking, trying to remember her script so much, kind of like not even looking at the audience, kind of looking up and just speaking from the the notes that she took. And suddenly she just stopped and she was like, I forgot what I was about to say next. And I was like, yeah. that's why you don't rehearse, woman. <laughs> that's why you just like you said, yourself. It came from here, you know, it, it resonated. It came from here. You were, you know, in alignment. You were very intentional mm-hmm. in what you were sharing. And I think that, you know, in my opinion, I think there's going to be a lot more of that, you know, coming into the world. And I've, I've been seeing that. And it's very inspiring to me. because That's something I have been working on 
really putting in practice for myself daily. Mm. I think what you're doing is amazing. Honestly, what you've done from your story and your journey, which everybody, if you're still listening, make sure you guys go and check out Ali's story because it's, it's phenomenal. The stuff that she's done, Thanks. what she's still doing today, I think is amazing. But Ali, it's coming up to the end of the show. And I always ask my, my guests, like this one question at the end of the show that kind of is kind of introspective and it gets a little bit deep. But in one sentence, so, so I want you to imagine this. You're given a huge talk, keynote speak speech after coronavirus and everything is all good. <laughs> you're doing this huge speech and there's about 90,000 people in the room. Okay. And you're the speaker, like you're the last speaker and you're giving, you're giving, you're, you're dropping the bombs, you're dropping the wisdom, you're, you're dropping all the, all the golden nuggets at everybody. And right at the end, you want to leave like the speakers, uh, sorry, you want to leave the audience in awe. You want to leave them remembering who Ali Levine is. Like you want, you want everybody to remember you by the time you, you get off the stage. What would that one last sentence be if, if you were to be speaking to these 90,000 people in the audience? Wow. Huh. That's a good question. Uh, the first thing that popped in my head, so I'm going to go with that. Um, be authentically you, you know, and that has been quite the journey for myself to get there. It's still something I'm working on. But again, going back to what we were talking about with comparison, like there's only one you, there's only, you know, one city, there's only one alley, you know, it's like step into your purpose, step into your gifts, you know, don't look outside, don't look for anyone else, look inside, you know, look to you. That's where the knowledge is, you know, that's where the wisdom is, you know, that's where your passion is, your purpose, everything, your inner knowingness is you, you know? So I would just say be authentically you, you know, it's something I, I think I was first really truly intentional about when I first started styling was like, I always say confidence is your best accessory and making people feel good. But I didn't realize that then I was losing that for my own self of how important that confidence was and tapping back into that authenticity of me. So just be authentically yourself. Everything else will figure itself out, especially in entrepreneurship. I love it. It's so powerful. It's just it's giving me goosebumps. I'm super excited. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for everybody to like kind of take take all your wisdom and take all the experience and take all your energy and your love um, and just go and implement it and take action in their life because everybody that knows me in the podcast, they know that I'm all about taking action. Like it's, it's literally in that. my bio. Like I was like, everybody's trying to tell me to make this fancy bio. I'm like, no, nah, I help people take action. Simple as that. That's what I put there straight because I was like, that's, I what I do. that's what I love. I don't want to live life like doing what everybody else does and what society or the even the yeah. business entrepreneurship and the the speakers and the coaches and I don't want to be like everybody else I'm going to do things my way and I believe so far in my life it's worked like if, if yeah. the TED talk worked by me literally not mm-hmm. listening to nobody including the the little thing package that they sent me saying you need to follow these kind of guidelines and stuff other than the presentation I didn't follow anything. I just went, went there, did my thing and Amazing. just shared the magic. She just authentically was me, as you said. And I just, yeah. and I was vulnerable and I was just emotional with everybody. And I was just like sharing the truth because why I was giving my talk about something that I've lived for the last six years. Why do I need to practice it? Why do I need to rehearse? There must be something that I've you. done wrong if, yeah. I, if I haven't shared mm-hmm. it genuinely, right? I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Ali. Honestly, I'm so grateful that uh, we had this conversation. I'm, I'm yeah. so, I'm so honored, and I'm so grateful that you shared the, the the wisdom and the five lessons. And I hope everybody that's listening and watching on YouTube, I hope they can go and implement what you've shared. Where can everybody go reach out to you or um, come come to you with questions or or like kind of just find out more about what you do? What's the best platforms that you live on, and where, how can they reach out to you? 
<laughs> okay, well, I mostly live on Instagram, um, Ally Levine Design, but all my social is at Ally Levine Design, A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E Design, no S. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, uh, basically anywhere, you know, on social. But I do spend most of my time on Instagram uh, but as far as creation and, you know, what I share. Um, I do check my DMs and respond. It takes me time, but I do. So please, if something resonated with you or you have a question or you just want to say hello, whatever it may be, Please, I love to meet people. I love to connect. Feel free to drop in my DMs and say hello. Um, and my website is allylevine.com. It's actually getting a rebrand right now and all the things we've uh, discussed and all, changing uh, the way things I've been doing intentionally. So I'm excited to be sharing that Hi. soon. And yeah, you know, basically if you just, you know, look up Ali Levine, <laughs> you know, you'll find me. But I would say social media wise, Instagram is definitely my main hub and my podcast, just like this amazing podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, my podcast, everything with Ali Levine. Um, I really share with amazing guests, their real and raw stories, truly authentically themselves. So I hope you guys check it out. Love it. And I'll put all the links under the YouTube video and around the podcast videos where or the audio, wherever you guys are listening. So honestly, make sure as I always say every week, I, I connect myself with, with, with people like Ali because I know that they are true servant leaders. And that's what my podcast is all about. Having servant leaders share their true wisdom and their life lessons with you all in, in hopes to inspire you to take action in your life. So uh, Ali, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super grateful. Any last, uh, last words for everybody before I, I hit stop? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I was honored to be here. And um, I would just say, you know, I always say confidence is your best accessory. So remember, confidence comes from, you know, within you. So being authentically yourself, you're just going to exude that confidence. So don't lose sight of that. Love it. Well, thank you once again for being on the show. I'm truly honored and I'm looking forward to to serve you and help as much as I can and collaborate and, and try to give my energy and love to you as much as I can every single day from now on. So thank you again for being thank on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. If you're still listening, I just want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart. It truly means a lot that you're taking time out of your busy life to invest in yourself, to learn something new. And now, as a mentor of mine once taught me, teach it to others. Whichever platform you use, share whatever you've learned today with someone else out there in the world because we all need to spread more growth mindset related content out there for people to learn and change their lives too. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, let others know that there are guests on here who are sharing wisdom that's going to change their life and I hope to see you on the next episode. Take care.